Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Pager. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw-ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient, and to those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, and if you want to follow the bear, then head over to thelonelymarketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Lonely Marketer. Today, I'm joined by Ryan Thompson. He's the marketing manager of Focus Cloud Group. Uh, I've known Ryan for, I don't know now, maybe a year, 18 months or so. Yeah. I've kind of... I've kind of followed followed his journey. Um, it's been very similar to mine when I started out in uh, in marketing as well. So uh, we've we've ranted together as, as well as talked, <laughs> spoken about the good things. But uh, welcome to the show, Ryan. Cheers for having me. Pleasure. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned briefly your career and following it, but in, in your own words, what's it? You know, what what's your marketing career been like? Yeah, so probably. It's coming up to four and a half years now, um, kind of a whirlwind experience, I, I suppose, um, with the way that Focus Cloud is in the nature of the business. Um, so, yeah, going joining Focus Cloud in 2016, 10 people there, now nearly 40, um, so lots of growth. Um, started off as a complete novice and kind of learned on the job, no real marketing qualifications as such at the beginning, kind of midway through last year, through lockdown, it gave me a lot of time to kind of put my head down and get some qualifications, you know, CIM type stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, four and a half years now we're here and now really starting to take kind of hold of the marketing as, as you know, for everything I've learned in these few years, just try and put it, put it together. Um, yeah. So that's that so far. Yeah. But it hasn't always just been marketing, <laughs> has it? Since that, you know, since when you started four and a half years ago, uh, like, like a lot of That's us, uh, me and, and a lot of people listening, it's not as yeah. if you kind of came in and it, I do, I do marketing and that's all you do. Uh, you've been spinning, spinning a few plates, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think like kind of, I never had any kind of uni plans or anything like that. I kind of worked at Waitrose for two years, three years after school, left there, jumped straight into, into focus cloud when I had the opportunity and, um, it was kind of a case of, I didn't know anything about marketing, although I was the marketing guy. Um, <laughs> I know, but, you know, social media, that kind of thing. Um, and it was a case of, right, let's try and take up and pick up as much responsibility as possible, show some value to the company, you know, get my head down and work hard. And, uh, yeah, I kind of just assumed different kind of roles, whether it was bits of operations, IT mainly for the last four and a half years, uh, for another another few days, actually, until the IT IT manager starts. Yeah. Um, Crack open the beers. Then. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> going to be celebrating next week. And um, yeah, so IT. Yeah, managing a few different things, adding value wherever I could until I decided that marketing was actually the, I suppose, the direction I was going to take and the, the niche within the business I was going to focus on and support the business in that in, from that direction. I suppose. So was was the when you kind of joined Focus Lab was the role advertised a marketing role? Was it? No, it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't even advertised at all, really. Okay. Um, so when I started, I knew Lloyd um, previously. Um, yeah, and he's the owner, founder. Yeah, Lloyd, yep. CEO. Yeah, you can catch him on different webinars and things like that on the Focus Cloud uh, pages and things like that. Um, but no, it wasn't advertised at all. I just knew that there was this 
business that started up in recruitment. I knew Lloyd, knew his success before. I decided, right, I'm going to send him a message. You know, I, I would like a job. What, what, what do you need? You know, kind of thing. And he was looking for salespeople at the time. And I was uh, going to say he'd love yeah, that from a recruiter yeah, point of view. <laughs> me and uh, me and Lloyd laugh at it often and have a have a bit of banter in the office about it. That I did originally come as a sales guy, and he kind of said, "Look, I don't think sales is going to be the one for you, but." Was you reckon about marketing? I just went, you know what? Let's let's go for it. You know, yeah. throw caution to the wind and just just get my teeth into it. And uh, yeah, that was it. It was kind of just created for me. I kind of walked straight into it. And um, yeah, I haven't looked back. Yeah, so, and like you say, it's created for you though. It's probably you know you like like you you know you touched upon previously. Yeah, you you kind of carved it out yourself as well. Like yeah. you took on as much responsibility as many tasks, and you were able to ultimately decide oh, i want to go down this route but did, was there a few kind of barriers that you needed to break down internally to you know to show yeah. the value of marketing or anything yeah, like that definitely um definitely when i first kind of joined the the business it felt much more of a i don't know if it's like i don't know if it's the right word or the old school kind of more traditional yeah you know you see it a lot now on you know different podcasts different platforms on linkedin about the the relevance of marketing now and I suppose breaking down those barriers and kind of proving a bit of worth, you know, I did a lot of learning myself to kind of get to the point where mm. I kind of believed in marketing myself. You know, I came into it thinking I was just a bit of social media, a bit of this, a bit of that. And it just happens when really the the thought and things behind it about getting the buy-in from the sales team and things like that. Yeah, there was, there was those kind of barriers in the way. And the more I kind of learned about the role and how I could influence it from a marketing point of view, I suppose it wasn't like the case of the more barriers there were, but there are more points to kind of action and more angles to take from a marketing point of view. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was good. And, you know, with the IT's IT type stuff, it, there was a point in time where I kind of sat down with Lloyd and he said to me, look, you're great at IT. You're, you're good at marketing. Obviously, you know, you've got a lot to learn and things, which one do you want to do? And I said, well, it's got I, I marketing, you know, it's, I was good at IT, but I don't enjoy it kind mm. of thing. But I do enjoy marketing. I do see that being my passion more so than uh, than you know the hardware, fixing software. the printer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I took that decision, and yeah, so I'm just kind of like you say, carving out that role and and making it my own. You know, every time I learn something new, whether it's from you know podcasts like this or you know platforms like LinkedIn, I just kind of yeah, just grow with it and go with it. Yeah. You and you mentioned uh kind of last year during lockdown and taking on kind of more more formal training, if you like, like marketing training. And the reason I'm just touching upon this is because it was a point of discussion in the community not long ago. Is that kind of yeah. that learn on the job versus more formal training? How, just completely out of interest. How is that, you know, going on that CIM journey, if you like? helps helped you or you know or helped the business yeah i think the cim uh kind of training and things like that it helped me massively um there is a hell of a lot you can learn on the job from people around you um that will get you so far but i think sometimes it also is a, is a good comfort to kind of get that structured kind of formal learning from it i mean i know that the two kind of assignments that i did with the cim over the last couple of years one was on branding which helped me understand where we needed to take the focus cloud brand to make it what it was you know alongside lloyd's vision of creating um focus cloud into a niche it recruitment company it helped me kind of understand that and understand what we needed to do internally and as a business to to ensure that we have everyone 
kind of on that journey, everyone on board and everyone singing from the same hymn sheet. Because before we did that, you know, it was the case of, right, we're a new business. This is what we're doing. But you could ask everyone else, what, what you know, what is the business purpose? And you'd probably get a different answer. Yeah. Now it's the complete opposite. You know, everyone's got a clear identity. The business has a clear identity. And, you know, it's quite, it's quite straightforward from that kind of sense. And you're able to kind of then with your, yeah, with a more formal it. training, you can back it up with the theory, yeah, the real exactly, life examples exactly you know, outside of recruitment and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, you've got, you have all these ideas and sometimes they just feel like that there's nothing substantial to it, I suppose, you know, and you need something to, to, to substantiate it towards to kind of say, look, I know this because of this. And especially someone who only had maybe 18 months experience at that point, I need to kind of go with my evidence, my business case to say, look, this is why we need to do this. And this is where it's going to lead us. And these are the benefits. Yeah. Um, you know, I suppose it it's like any kind of marketing really, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, it's about creating up that trust and credibility. And if you've gone through that process and you're, you know, and you're gathering information, like you say, whether it's formal training or peer learning type thing, yeah. you just build a lot of trust and credibility rather than say you know, we should be doing this and you haven't got any business case behind it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just, it helps kind of, I suppose, have that strength of argument and it's, it's, it's a great comfort to kind of be look, like, this is this is what we need to do. And I know we need to do this because of that. Yeah, it just helps. Yeah. Um, you mentioned briefly about kind of the, the brand journey of, of Focus Cloud. And, um, you know, I, personally, I think the, the Focus Cloud brand has been out there you know quite well it's been at the forefront of, of of the industry in in certain circles for for a fair period of time now and most people will know them as focus cloud as the workday specialists but uh potentially a little bit of a lonely marketers exclusive here that is kind of it, it's kind of changing now isn't it and uh yeah, uh, yeah. you know they're still focus cloud and still workday specialists but that brand family if you like is is imminently yep. expanding that's it you know we're very uh dynamic in our nature very innovative and as a small i say you know relatively small business relatively young um we've got the ability to kind of pivot and turn where we need to um, mm -hmm. and I, I think one of the the positives and one of the, the the positive stories from you know last year and everything that's happened you know over kind of the furlough periods and all that kind of stuff is that we took stock of what we needed to do we we rectified a lot of things but then it gave us the ammunition to go further and, and things like that so we've expanded and we've got the the dsap salesforce life science and service now brands you know in the works uh sap is probably about a year old now um mm -hmm. and the, all the other ones are ranging between one and six months old so kind of yeah really building on on those and uh getting them underway it's just now a case of uh, bringing them all up to the same standards as focus cloud and getting them firing on all cylinders yeah uh one of the questions and you know i think I, i've probably discussed it on the podcast previously and i've certainly discussed it in uh with recruitment businesses over the past 15 years is what was the decision making like between going down that kind of multi-brand and single brand approach because you're effectively keeping the same look feel kind of identity from a from a logo and yeah aesthetic point of view aren't you rather yeah, than yeah. going completely the other way and saying look for our life science business we're not going to be called focus cloud we're going to be called something completely else what was kind of the thought process or was was that marketing led was it business led was it a combination of the yeah, both? It was, 
yeah, it was a solid conversation between you know myself and Lloyd and the, the senior team in the, in the business to kind of look at that. I mean, I, initially, Focus Cloud was called Focus ERP. You know, it yeah. was going to be a, a more of a generalist kind of ERP recruitment company. Um, it was, you know, then we went down the workday route and we built up it's such been a known for something. Yeah, yeah, we we built up such a strong credibility and um, kind of reputation within the workday community that we didn't want to kind of then fall back and lose that USP as such um, from being the the, the specialists and, and those guys there. So we decided that building separate businesses um, around the focus cloud kind of mold was the right way to go about it. And each company has something to aspire to and being its own kind of individual specialist um, in, in that respect. And obviously for those kind of listening would notice that focus cloud, you know, we've got a life science group. Um, it's a little bit kind of, I suppose, more diverse than the usual cloud stuff. You know, we've got the SAP Salesforce and ServiceNow, all kind of software SaaS type, platforms whereas life science is a little bit different however you know there is a few different links in there that we've kind of we've ensured that kind of is to kind of make sure it's all part of the same kind of brand and, and journey in, in that respect the same group um, all the brands have got you know the same kind of core values and beliefs and foundations and very much about kind of relationships and hard work so yeah although it's different brands um, yeah each one of them's got their own I suppose, niche identity to a degree mm. and each of them have got their own kind of, there's a certain familiarity to, to them so that you can see that it's part of the same kind of breed almost. Yeah. Um, but then they've also got those own individual kind of identity points that help them stand out. Yeah. And and, and in some cases, there's different crossovers in different places. There, For example, your life sciences brand, uh, you know, you might be focused cloud life sciences, but the majority of your audiences, for for example, when you're you're speaking, maybe not, you know, at the HR and talent acquisition level, they might know you uh, at some level, but those audiences would never have heard of you doing workday stuff because yeah. you're reaching yeah. out to them life sciences things. And, and that's all that matters, yeah. really. It's matters yeah. what your audience does. Obviously, when you're when you're hiring and I know you're, you know, you're hiring quite aggressively and stuff at the moment, you can create that kind of that group structure, but ultimately from a marketing point of view, it does, it, it doesn't yeah, really matter, it. does it? Yeah. It's the messaging right. that matters. So once we, once, you know, segment them down and each individual has got its own, each brand's got its own target audience that they are very different across the board. And most of them, especially in the life science kind of conversations that I've heard are quite comforted by the fact that there are other companies kind of, that have been mm-hmm. built off the same kind of uh, off the same mold is kind of it makes it feel like it's not just a one man kind of operation that's at the true. moment that's just coming out of the blue trying to take the life science uh, kind of I suppose market share for, for nothing it's just yeah yeah so it's backed up by the infrastructure yeah, exactly. the processes yeah. of, that have been built other businesses yeah. and and I can imagine you know on a on a purely practical level taking that approach is uh not that we, I'm not in the best possible way it makes it a lot easier for for you in that sense rather than having five whatever it is distinct brands yeah. or identities where you need to create you know five brand new bits yeah, of collateral it. websites everything like that you know just makes it easier from a you know, yeah day-to-day yeah, level from a marketing yeah exactly a marketing point of view um and any i suppose professionals listening to this will understand you know the the benefit of having a few templates to hand that you can just chop and change a few bits here and there and you know saves you time ultimately and it yeah to the naked eye they look like completely different documents but you know to to those that know what kind of goes on knows that you know you have to make a few small changes and the document can look completely different yeah it's true was there was there ever a chance that they'd be 
completely different business or look and feel? Uh, there was, there was, yeah. there was a chance. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things when you have that conversation, it's important to kind of understand, I suppose, the benefits, the pros and cons of doing it either way, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, if we did it, if we did go with a completely different brand, that means looking at, you know, you know, tone of voice type stuff, branding, logos, all that kind of stuff. That's, yeah. yeah, it would have taken more time and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a lot more brand development to be had. However, having the Focus Cloud kind of brand behind the rest of the the, the newer brands, it almost, yeah, like I said, gives it that foundation to kind of propel off of them a little bit and not just have that fresh, completely from scratch type thing. So, And, and it's not fixed in stone, is it? You know, should your <laughs> life science business or whatever completely fly and you think, oh, do you know what? They could probably benefit and commercially they benefit yeah. from a completely own identity you know that can happen in three five years or whatever down the line can't it yeah 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 definitely um you know i said a couple of times already on here that the dynamic nature of the business is that we can't you know it can pivot and it can change and and things things happen um you know there's things that are going to happen next year a couple of years that we're not going to see coming i suppose and things will change that's, yeah that's well, yeah i think i think we've learned that over the past year that <laughs> yeah, yeah we can't we we're, don't, there's get no point in don't, don't get comfortable the lonely marketer is sponsored by pager marketers use pager to get 90 percent of those pesky consultants to share relevant content to tap into their networks you can also schedule social content to your company pages pager gives your consultants automated and fully branded job adverts driving traffic directly back to your website which is then 60 percent more likely to convert not bad head over to pager.co that's p-a-i-g-e-r.co to find out more so in terms of kind of you know recruitment marketing in general um in my view to take the positives um in a lot of places it feels like recruitment marketing's kind of taken a step up in um yeah. you know during the the pandemic period not not everywhere you know i'm not naive enough to think that you know some recruitment businesses have been completely whacked and the marketing's been whacked in there but where from from your point of view you know the conversations you've had like internally within the you know the lonely masters community and things like that what you know where do you see recruitment marketing now if you like and and potentially over the next couple of years yeah i think even in the i suppose in my relatively st- short career i guess mid mid to short career i suppose it has been there has been a shift and i think it is only going in the, in the right direction for marketers you know most most industries have their their standard marketing departments and i think recruitment is finally kind of catching up to a yeah. degree um and yeah to you know there is always going to be an element of kind of from a recruitment point of view doing the the things that generate sales you know hitting the phones or you know doing that kind of stuff those normal behaviors however um there are things that kind of coming out you know the personal branding type things uh, you know it's more and more kind of common on linkedin now to, mm-hmm. to to have that personal side of you and have that relationship side and um yeah i think it's, it's coming along it is is there's a lot to, to kind of i suppose grow and it's good to see it moving forward and the the impact that you know, marketing professionals that have having on a on recruitment bid, businesses is is great to see. Um, mm. but I guess, like you know, going back to kind of the fact that lots of other industries have marketing departments. You know, just that again over the summer when I looked and did my assignments and things like that, it was looking at things like you know customer services, customer experiences, and the journeys and things like that that you know customers go on. And recruitment is exactly the same, if not probably a little bit harder, in the fact that you've got 
you know, candidates and clients that you need to service. And it's not just a simple kind of B2C type transaction. Yeah, make, making um, really yeah. expensive and personal decisions a lot of the time That's as well, it. isn't it? Yeah. That's it. And, you know, you look at it and you look at all the different touch points in which a normal B2C journey is. And there's so many more to it that in a in a recruitment sense that needs the help of someone that kind of looks at it from a different angle that's not necessarily just sales. Yeah. And it's from a marketing point of view. And, you know, to make sure that you, you, yeah, you're looking after, you know, your customers and making sure that you're, you've got those touch points wherever you need to be, whether it's, you know, raising awareness, you know, indulging your customer, wherever it's going to be. Um, you know, a marketing person is someone that can identify the areas in the business and make, make them better, improve them and, you know, help make sales ultimately, whether it's through lead generation or kind of improving the customer journey, I, I suppose. And, yeah, I think just looking at everything that's happened over the last four years, from where I started to where I am now, I know that my journey's been, you know, I've seen a shift in my impact in the business. I could, you know, I think that's definitely something that's kind of mirrored across across the industry. And I think it's only going to get more and more yeah. important as we see the rise of, you know, things like, you know, automation becoming more important and all the different, obviously, social media just kind of changes by the day as to what happens. And staying on top of those kind of trends is is key. And you need someone that's dedicated to that in a business to kind of to do that. Cause you're not going to take your best salespeople off the floor to to do that, really. You know, you need someone who's dedicated to understanding the the marketing nuances of a recruitment business. Yeah, I think like that that experience thing. You know, we, we've been as an industry, we've been banging on about candidate and client and customer experience for, for always, and we always should be banging. It, it will never be solved because it's uh, yeah. always always moving That's parts. It. I think in the past, a lot of recruitment businesses went through the process of asking for feedback, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for the purposes of their own ego. So, you know, they'd ask the question and they'd pump yeah. out on social media that uh, 98% of our um, clients would use us again, but you've only asked, you know, you've only asked the 20 clients that you've made three yeah. placements with this year. Of course, that's going to be the case. I think what has changed now is that people are, are looking at that experience piece as yeah. a way to get insight to drive change moving forward. Um, and and technology is only is only kind of helping that um yeah. like you say it's automation i know i know you guys are you know you, you use kind of hear fish or you're on that process yeah, yeah, of using it that now. Yeah. and that's and that's going to be that's going to be really useful isn't it because you can take some of the legwork away but then dedicate the time to analyze what's happening to make some decisions from a marketing perspective from a sales perspective and everything yeah, moving forward yeah absolutely definitely yeah. Yeah. What about on kind of like uh, like the inbound marketing and content? I know, I know you guys have you know you've done a lot of that in the past using external stuff as well as yeah. as well as your own stuff. It feels like that's been taken a little bit more seriously as well. I keep I, I've had a couple of conversations recently where it feels like people are approaching inbound marketing or you know just a marketing strategy in general now much like they would as if they brought a like a graduate or a, a new consultant on board so you know you bring a consultant on board you bring a new recruiter a grad yeah. whatever on board you don't expect them to do a deal within the in the first week or the first two weeks they go through a training program they learn they learn stuff you know they they do some stuff wrong they get it right after three months yeah they should be doing deals and I, i'm seeing potentially a shift now it's like 
oh, do you know what? We can give marketing a bit more time like that now. We yeah. can we can give them the campaign. Yeah. We're not expecting an email to go out today and us to have 10 leads tomorrow off the back of a yeah. single email. It feels like there is a little bit of a shift there as well. Do you, do you think Yeah, that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, obviously, when we went undertook the kind of focus cloud branding project and things like that, one of the main things after the branding itself was all right, start getting the lead gen kind of content out. And I think, you know, there was some a little bit of naivety to think, right, we've done this. Where's the results? And obviously, they yeah. don't come straight away. Here's you know, a downloadable. Give Focus us all your Cloud, details. That's yeah. it. Focus Cloud at the time, you know, had a brand new website and a new kind of look and feel to it. So it was very different to a lot of people. But over time, we're seeing that kind of, you know, the content is all for us more about the credibility and the value we're adding to the, the workday kind of community. And the more value we're adding, the more credibility we have, the more we're seeing that the content is slowly starting to turn around and the, the, the numbers are there to kind of back up what mm. we're doing. And, you know, it's great. It's one of the, you know, it's one of the best parts of your day. I think as a marketeer, when someone from the sales team turns around and says, I've just got a lead off of a video I sent out or a podcast we did or an episode we did here or a lead that we sent out, or, you know, mm. a lead magnet we sent out here. And it's like wicked. At least it, you know, it validates the hard work you put in really. And it's, it's good to see it, but yeah, you're definitely right. It's, um, Makes up for all those times where they when they when they squash one of the logos on a PowerPoint or or something like that. Yeah. Anyone anyone listening to this from Focus Cloud will know that that is like a pet peeve is is squashing my logos. <laughs> I love it. Our logos, our logos. No, no, you can take ownership of them. You're the guardian. You're the guardian. That's it. Yeah, cool. Uh, so look, you've been. I, I, like you say, it's a it's been a kind of a short journey short journey for you, but it's one that's been of change and you kind of yeah felt found your position. Um, you know, a lot of people who listen to this show are, you know, they either starting off early in their careers, they might have some frustrations that you may have you know, you may have experienced and things like that. What you know, if, if they're committed to marketing and stuff, what you got any advice for them to, you know, push yeah, push guess- forward and make their mark in the recruitment marketing world? I guess um, one of the biggest things for me over the last few years, and it, it happens to all of us, I think, um, from the conversation I had, is you know suffering with that little bit of imposter syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. thinking, you know, is this? Am I doing this right? Is it the right thing to be doing? Am I am I, am I worth what I'm, you know, being paid almost? But um, it's normal. It's it's natural, and it's something to just not get used to. It's not something you can get used to. I don't think. But just understanding that 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 feeling is coming from a place of of you're uncomfortable for a reason and that's usually because you're about to you know learn something or or gain something you're in an uncharted territory to a degree you care about something exactly you care about it exactly and you you just want to kind of learn and i think from my experience there's always people that are going to be there to help you um there's all there's communities there to help you you know you've got the lonely marketers um and all you know all the guys on linkedin just connect with people on linkedin get really comfortable with kind of reaching out and helping uh, asking for help and advice most people will help you you know, I've found that most communities are really open to supporting and and helping. And, you know, the the amount of times, you know, I'll just pick, you know, the, the, the learning marketers kind of group, you know, you, you spit a question out and people will come back in floods, you know, with their own, their because own weirdly, advice. probably they they they've either been thinking of their own question. It just kind of like, yeah. oh, they're like, thank fuck for that. I'm not that, the only that's, one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that is that's the main thing, and it is yeah, just just asking for help, believing in yourself, and, and believing in the journey you're going on. You know, if you are, you know, I say learning the right things or seeing certain things in the market, go with it. It's it's fine. It's fine to kind of feel a little bit lost at times, and you are, especially at the beginning of your career, you're going to feel lost. And sometimes the things that you know 
you need that validation you might not get it straight away um but just keep plugging away at it and uh, it'll be fine it'll always yeah. be fine I think I think that's you know again it's another positive if you could try to take a positives out of uh, out of the the COVID period yeah. if you like is that I think a lot more people have got more comfortable in in kind of asking for help or 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 offering it out you know that kind of are you okay type thing because that's it. You know, everyone's had their own challenges haven't they Yeah I think you know last yeah definitely and last bit of advice I think it's a bit more practical than. <laughs> The imposter syndrome thing is probably from a marketeer that kind of walked into a business as probably quite a shy 21 year old actually to someone who's now probably a little bit brash and will just kind of have a have a a deep conversation with the recruiters when required is that you know get the buy-in from the recruiters and the sales guys and the, and the leadership and kind of get yourself some key advocates. There's going to be people that are easier to win over than others. Identify those kind of guys early, those ones that you get the best relationships with. Um, get yourself those key advocates, work with them on, you know, a few smaller projects, get them to get the wins, find the wins early. And then eventually what I'll just filter out to the rest of the teams. And that's yeah. what I've kind of seen here. You know, suddenly you go from just having one kind of senior person that you're working with, who's getting results saying, Ryan, I've had this come in. I've had this come in. Thanks for your help on this. And so people going, Oh, how's he done that? Or how's he got that person? I heard you did this for him. And it's like, I did. And that's because, you know, we're working together collaboratively and suddenly you have the buy-in of, you know, the the whole office. And yeah, that's, that's the way I go about it. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Uh, Just just completely out of interest, obviously, what what was the CIM uh, course that you did? Was it an online course? Was it uh, like a diploma? yeah, something like that. I don't think it was one of that. I think it was only like a level four type one. So yeah. it wasn't kind of a higher up type one. It wasn't one that you need too much kind of experience to do. Um, but yeah, it was that. I did it out of the Oxford College. I can't, I can't remember. Okay. But it was mainly online. I was kind of left to my own devices and I did it across two years, I think. It should have yeah. taken, I should have done it a lot quicker, but um, there's lots to do with Focus Cloud at that point. So <laughs> yeah, but you got, kind of you got it done. Yeah, that sat on the on the back burner. So that's you know one again one of the positives from everything that happened last year that I managed to get that put to bed. But um, yeah, it's really useful kind of stuff. So you know I would recommend it to anyone to kind of just have a look at it and and and, and do it if if you have the opportunity to. Yeah, and I, I think that's you know it doesn't even have to be anything as formal as CIM, is it? I think that if you're committed to Definitely. kind of marketing, there's plenty of resource out there where it's yeah. you know HubSpot's free free courses or, yeah. or anything. So I think it's always yeah, useful that's it. getting you a little bit of formal stuff. Stick it, stick it in Google, and something usually comes up. You know, whether you know, find out what topic is that you're looking to really kind of get to get into, and um, yeah, Google we'll it. it from that there. usually helps you, or whatever search engine you like to use yeah cool right. really good advice there bits and pieces always like to to end the show with the the five quick questions though uh yeah. what is your what is your favorite brand i was kind of i was thinking about this now seeing a lot of brew dog recently mm. and i think i really like what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve a little bit kind of divisive in some areas but yeah. what you know they seem to be doing especially on the kind of looking after the planet type angle seems to be quite helpful but maybe a little bit more from a guerrilla marketing point of view, I do love what Burger King do and the way they kind of fight with McDonald's, you know, for different parts. Yeah, of the market. Good, good. So, yeah. yeah, those are the two that I'd probably look at and say they're probably quite, quite good at. And, I think we like the Burger King stuff and a lot of the kind yeah. of FMCG brands as well. Is is 
we saw it we saw it recently didn't we um well, at the time of recording we saw it recently with the whole weetabix and baked beans thing is yep. that uh people go oh that's that's so easy you know that uh, such a simple thing but in the reality yeah. in the background it's hard to get results like that with and, and make it. stuff look that easy there's a lot yeah, of work yeah, that goes into it isn't there there is definitely a knack to that it's yeah. um you think it's outside of the box thinking i guess it is or is it i don't know but it's uh it's fun that's the best stuff it's planned that's sure you know anyone who's not a marketer thinking here you think that someone's just woke up uh one morning and (laughs) and just think oh we're gonna do this post and they schedule it in hootsuite or or, sorry in pager Pager. um (laughs) uh, you know there's more there's more to it than that um uh favorite sound Again, I've got two here. Um, yeah. I love, I love uh, video games and you know the PlayStation turning on, the nostalgic sound of the PlayStation. Oh, nice. It signals kind of relaxation at the end of the day. I think it's either that or the match of the day theme tune, probably. Oh, that's good. Yeah, on the on the computer game stuff, my my four year old's kind of he can't quite play them, <laughs> but I've kind of introduced him now, and I've got one of the old. Uh, uh, NES emulators so we, we've been playing yeah. like the old Mario and that kind of the, oh, awesome. the Mario tune is just yeah. iconic isn't it really oh absolutely stuff like that a bit of like tech or software that you know you have to have it's difficult um I'd say probably, yeah just things over the last kind of few few years it's got to be like the Adobe suite I you know love playing yeah. in kind of whether it's Premiere Pro just even improving your skills and Self, self-taught on that yeah. yeah completely self-taught YouTube. that's it youtube yeah you know thousands of hours viewed on that just kind of stopping and starting and <laughs> yeah. getting through it but yeah it's definitely got to be the adobe suite and all the bits and pieces that come with it come with it yeah cool uh any job in the world uh, see i found this is a i found it's quite a difficult one i i don't know if maybe i'm just thinking too small but when i was younger i wanted to be a vet Oh, nice. And I, I think it when I was like really young, you know, five yeah. or six, and I learned that you had to put animals down. So that <laughs> that that was on that was a no no straight away. Um, but now I'm the go to person in, in our household. You know, if the dog's you know ill or the cat's got something stuck in his foot or something, it's like what Ryan, is it? Ryan will deal with Ryan, it. Ryan, Ryan wanted to be a vet he when he was like eight years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll do it. Um, no, I think it's just my. I just like to get stuck in, and you know, if there's a problem, I'll solve it really. And that kind of comes from that nature. So. <laughs> I guess that's it. Um, yeah, so I probably would have been a vet in another life. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> that would be a tough one, though. That would be a proper university. And it would have. Yeah, there's lots of study in there, mate. You'd be, in, you'd be in a lot, a hell of a lot more debt now, probably, if, yeah. that, if that was yeah, the case. True, true. Uh, best one as well, favourite swear word? I Straight down the middle with this one, but it's got to be a good old fuck. Yeah. No, <laughs> so versatile, you know. It's yeah. just... You can use it if you're having a laugh. You can use it if you're being serious. You can use it wherever you want. Def- definitely the most uh, popular word. Yeah, definitely the most popular word on the on the podcast. Um, cool. Uh, it's a yeah great show. Really, really practical. Lots of lots of advice there. Uh, people need if they're not um, you know depending on where you're listening to this. Obviously, keep your eye out for new brands, new websites uh, from the from the Focus Cloud Group. Um, connect with uh, Ryan on linkedin yeah. standard isn't it uh it. He, he's there um and yeah we're done and dusted for another week thanks to everyone for listening please you know continue to review and shout about um all the episodes across social media it really helps and it's much appreciated but thanks for joining me ryan no worries thanks for having me cheers thanks Ken. everyone bye